Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the warning for parents after a CDC panel finds a link between vaccines and rare heart inflammation. Why it's still recommending kids should get vaccinated. Meet this 16-year-old who developed chest pains after getting his vaccine. Why his mom and doctor say the benefits of a COVID shot outweigh the risks. Plus, a perfect storm in Missouri with vaccines lagging and hospital admissions skyrocketing. Violence in America. President Biden announces a new plan to combat a staggering rise in crime across the country. Why experts fear gun violence will get even worse this summer. Cursing cheerleader case. What today's Supreme Court ruling means for free speech on social media for kids in public school. Mysterious deaths. The bodies of two young sisters found in a Florida canal. But why didn't their mom report the girls missing? Sexual assault in the military. The seismic shift from the Pentagon after our year and a half long investigation. Bridge collapse. What caused a pedestrian bridge in D.C. to fall onto a highway? Britney's day in court. to support the pop star as she tries to get back control of her life and fortune. Wild stampede. What happened when 40 cows escaped a meatpacking plant near downtown Los Angeles? And how a quick-thinking deputy saved the life of a one-year-old baby girl. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. The FDA says it will add a warning to two of the most popular coronavirus vaccines after government scientists found a likely connection between the shots and rare types of heart inflammation in young people. Tonight, doctors and researchers advising the CDC say they still strongly recommend that all Americans 12 and older 
get vaccinated, noting that the heart problems are uncommon and in most cases very mild. And they're warning patients that teens who don't get their shots risk suffering even more severe heart issues caused by the virus itself, especially as the dangerous Delta variant continues spreading nationwide. The concern tonight, experts say, is that with fewer and fewer young people now getting vaccinated, the Delta variant could soon be the dominant strain in the U.S., leading to spikes in new cases and even more deadly mutations of the virus. CBS's Omar Villafranca is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Springfield, Missouri, where new infections are rising fast. Good evening, Omar. Good evening, Nora. In this part of Missouri, COVID hospitalizations are up more than 160% in just the last month. One doctor here tells me uh, that he's seeing young people getting very sick who were not vaccinated. And that's why the CDC says despite those heart issues, it still wants teens to get vaccinated. Tonight, the FDA is adding a warning to Pfizer and Moderna vaccines as the CDC advisory panel is confirming a link between the vaccines and rare cases of heart inflammation in teens and young adults. The CDC tracked more than 1,200 cases, most occurring after the second dose, more linked to Pfizer and the vast share in males age 24 or younger. I woke up at 2 a.m., with chest pain. 16-year-old Noah Hires was rushed to the hospital just two days after receiving his second dose. I was terrified as we were driving there and Noah said, Mom, it's getting worse and um, these chest pains are really terrible. I was just praying. Symptoms of myocarditis include chest pains, heart palpitations, and shortness of breath. But a new CDC report estimates the vaccines could prevent 5,700 COVID cases among 12 to 17-year-old boys and as many as 215 hospitalizations. The benefits still clearly outweigh the risks. This experience was much better than getting COVID and much lower risk of anything long-lasting occurring. The Delta variant and vaccine hesitancy continue to drive new COVID cases. Tonight, Missouri with the highest rate in the nation. Just one in four adults fully vaccinated in some areas. It seems to be dive bombing everybody. Louis Michaels and his wife, Patty, both unvaccinated, are both now recovering in a region where COVID patients in the ICU are up nearly 300% in the last month. Get this shot now and bypass what we've been through the last two weeks. Because you feel like you're going to die. It's horrible. Dr. Terrence Coulter says most of his new COVID patients are young. I was hoping for a good summer, and we're just planning for a rough summer. Dr. Coulter told me another concern of his is the coming busy season in nearby Branson. Water parks and shows, they'll all be packed. And he's worried that could lead to super spreader events, which in turn could flood the hospital. Laura? Scary warning, Omar Villafranca. Thank you. Well, tonight, a former high school cheerleader can celebrate a Supreme Court win. In a closely watched case, the justices sided with her in a dispute with school officials over her R-rated social media rants. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. When high school student Brandy Levy found out she didn't make the varsity cheer squad, the teenager thought nothing of sharing her disappointment with some profanity on social media. Kids should be able to express themselves and... They should be able to do so without being scared that the schools are going to punish them. But her Snapchat, posted over a weekend, made its way to the cheer coach who suspended Brandy from the junior varsity squad. Brandy and her father Larry sued, and today the Supreme Court agreed with her, ruling 8-1 to one that her social media rant, posted off school grounds, was protected by the First Amendment. 
Courts must be more skeptical of a school's efforts to regulate off-campus speech, wrote Justice Stephen Breyer. For doing so may mean the student cannot engage in that kind of speech at all. I don't I don't think it like fully sunk in yet. I mean, like it, I, I was really excited. I was like screaming. And I was cheering. I'm not even going to lie in my living room when I found out. The court said there are times when schools can punish students for what they say online, like for bullying or harassment, but not simply because a student's expression seems inappropriate or unpopular. The court did us all a favor by reminding us that the First Amendment exists to protect speech that we may not want to hear. And that's part of how we learn. A ringing defense of the First Amendment. The justices said it's crucial for students to be able to express themselves because schools are, as the court put it, nurseries of democracy. And democracy only works if we protect a free exchange of ideas. Especially on Snapchat, apparently. (laughs) Jan Crawford, thank you. All right. A major interstate leading into Washington, D.C. is closed tonight after a pedestrian bridge collapsed onto the road. Look at this. A vehicle struck the bridge, knocking it off its moorings. A truck was wedged beneath the wreckage and leaked diesel fuel. Five people were taken to area hospitals, but we're told that all are expected to recover. All right, we want to turn now to the explosion of gun violence in America's cities. President Biden just outlined a new strategy to fight back, which includes a crackdown on gun dealers who violate federal regulations. The president calls them merchants of death. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports from the White House. College applications are still arriving in the mail for Cassius Glay, nearly four weeks after he was killed in a drive-by shooting blocks from his Washington, D.C. home. My child is not here anymore. His mother, Juanita, still doesn't know who killed him. He's not one to fall out or get into altercations or things like that. That's, it, it baffles me. Cassius was a casualty of a nationwide wave of urban violence. In the first quarter of this year, homicide rates in 34 U.S. cities were up 24 percent from last year, 49 percent from the year before. And that's before the traditional summer spike. My message to you is this. We'll find you. At the White House today, President Biden and his attorney general, Merrick Garland, announced the formation of five new law enforcement strike forces to crack down on firearm trafficking. They also laid out a new zero tolerance policy, allowing the ATF to swiftly revoke licenses from gun dealers who violate federal laws. These merchants of death are breaking the law for profit. They're selling guns that are killing innocent people. The president also encouraged hard-hit communities to use federal COVID relief funds to hire more police officers and pay overtime. Michael Harrison is the police commissioner in Baltimore, where there have been 12 homicides in the past week. We have to have uh, gun legislation because we're seeing uh, homemade guns that cannot be traced. And then it's the willingness of people to use those guns that we're facing here on the streets of our city. The administration is also working to expand summer education programs and job opportunities for teenagers. Since COVID, the rec centers are closed. They don't have basketball, football. The normal outlets that they had, they've been taken away. And Nancy joins us now from the White House because we've got some new information just coming in. I understand, Nancy, you have some new reporting about another big White House announcement today about Vice President Kamala Harris. 
That's right. She is going to be heading to El Paso on Friday, Nora, with the Secretary of Homeland Security. This is her first trip to the border since becoming vice president and since being tapped by the president to lead the White House response to the rise in migration. White House aides denied today that this trip was time to come before former President Trump heads to the border next Wednesday, where he would have been sure to highlight her absence. All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you. Also tonight, we're following some new developments in the Capitol riot. A grandmother was sentenced for her role in it, and a member of the Oath Keepers pleaded guilty to conspiracy. And there's shocking video of the assault on officers. For all of that, here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. With new defendants in court tonight, video from January 6th just obtained by CBS News from the body camera of D.C. police officer Michael Fanone. He was pulled into the crowd, tased and beaten unconscious. He suffered a heart attack and a brain injury. I was being, you know, violently attacked, you know, from every every angle. And I, I remember thinking to myself that um, there are people in the, you know, in this group that are, they're trying to kill me. And watch this just-released video as rioters fight with police, knocking officers to the ground. In court, Anna Morgan Lloyd apologized before becoming the first person sentenced for her role on the 6th. The Indiana grandmother got three years probation. Graydon Young, a former Army reservist, became the first of 16 Oath Keepers charged with conspiracy to plead guilty this afternoon. This is far from over. Not only are we driving towards accountability for the attack, but we're also learning more. Fanon, joined by Republican Congressman Adam Kensinger and Democrat Eric Swalwell, believe the best path forward is a 9-11-style commission, which Senate Republicans blocked. If you're going to enact policies to make sure this never happens again, it has to be independent, bipartisan, and as far away from this building as possible. Until we know that truth through like a commission or through those court cases, these conspiracies are going to churn and it's going to divide even more. Tonight, eyes are on Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who could announce as soon as tomorrow the path forward for an investigation into the root causes of January 6th. Her likely choice is a select committee led by Democrats. The top Republican in the House, Kevin McCarthy, dismissed that as political. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And we're going to turn now to a very disturbing story from Florida's Broward County city of Lauderhill. Police are looking to question a mother after the bodies of her nine and seven-year-old daughters were found in a canal. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is there. Tonight, police in Lauderhill, Florida, announced they have a person of interest in the deaths of two sisters who were found floating in a canal. And that person is their own mother, Tanessa Hogan. She was contacted by police. Uh, she is uh, not in the community right now. They've identified the sisters as nine-year-old Destiny and seven-year-old Deja. Neighbor Lawana Johnson discovered one of the bodies. It shocked me. I froze. Then I started to cry. The gruesome discovery happened around noon yesterday. Destiny's body was found first, and about eight hours later, her sister's was discovered about 500 feet away in the same canal. Witnesses say she was wearing flowered pajama pants. We are definitely treating it as if uh, it was a criminal investigation. Officials say they are still awaiting results of autopsies on the girls. They are unsure when the sisters ended up in the water, but believe they've been there for some time. We're hoping that the community reaches out and helps us put some context to how this may have happened. 
Police say the mother, who was not immediately taken into custody, never reported the children missing and that they were last seen together two days ago. Tonight, neighbors have been leaving items at a small memorial here for those two sisters. Nora. Manny Bohorquez, thank you. And we have an update, an important update tonight on an issue we've been following for several years. A major change could be coming in how sexual assaults in the military are investigated after a strong endorsement today from the Secretary of Defense. CBS's David Martin has more. You are creating a profound transformation in the military. Congresswoman Jackie Speer is talking about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's decision to support legislation that would allow sexual assault cases to be handled by independent prosecutors. The cases would be would be uh, referred and prosecuted outside of the chain of command. Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley told the House Armed Services Committee drastic measures are required to counter the scourge of an estimated 20,000 sexual assaults each year. It's a very significant problem for cohesion of the force, and we've lost the trust and confidence of the, of the lower-ranking troops in it. As part of a year-and-a-half-long CBS News investigation, former soldier Mei-Ling Jerez told Nora she had been retaliated against for reporting her sexual assault to Army leadership. Did the retaliation that you received ever make you wish that you had never reported it? Absolutely. It got to the point where I didn't just wish that I never reported. I wish that I'd never joined. I wish that I was dead. In letters to the Senate Armed Services Committee, members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff expressed concerns about breaking the chain of command, but seemed to acknowledge this will happen with or without them. Before it happens, Congress must pass a law amending the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is the author of a bill that goes even further and would break the chain for other serious crimes as well. Service secretaries have been fighting us from the beginning for the last 10 years. They don't want to do anything. So if I was to put it in military terms, they have retreated to just sexual assault. But the chief of naval operations warned that simply prosecuting more sexual assault cases won't solve the problem. What has to change, he said, is the culture that tolerates sexual assault in the first place. Nora. David Martin at the Pentagon. Thank you. And now to that powerful appeal by Britney Spears as she fights for control over her life and fortune. The pop star who turns 40 this year has been living under the terms of a court-dictated legal arrangement, and she pleaded with a judge by phone to end it. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. What do we want? Free Britney! With supporters outside, Britney Spears spoke to a court for the first time publicly about her conservatorship, making bombshell statements about the rare arrangement under which her father, Jamie Spears, legally controls much of her life. Conservatorship has got to go! Hey, hey! The singer told the court she wants her life back, wants to end the conservatorship, and that she didn't know she could petition the conservatorship to end. Spears compared the situation to sex trafficking and said she's not here to be anyone's slave. The conservatorship began in 2008 when there were concerns over her mental health. A recent New York Times investigation found that Spears expressed serious opposition to the arrangement years ago, saying that it restricted everything from whom she dated to the color of her kitchen cabinets. So it's really rare that someone like Britney Spears, who's been able to actively perform and make millions of dollars, would be under a conservatorship. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Los Angeles. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible 
your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Some pitchers are balking at the new crackdown on sticky substances that give them a better grip on the baseball. When umpires went to check Washington's Max Scherzer, he turned it into a strip search. Look at this, unbuckling his belt. Well, Oakland Sergio Romo went even further, dropping his pants to show he wasn't hiding anything under his uniform. All right, you don't expect to see a wild stampede in Los Angeles, but Tuesday night, 40 cows escaped through an open gate at a slaughterhouse. Sheriff's deputies and professional ranchers rounded them up. A deputy shot and killed one cow that charged at a family. Another cow is still missing, and we hear that it was an utter disaster. Tonight, a New Mexico sheriff's deputy is being hailed as a hero for saving the life of a one-year-old girl. Dash cam video shows Deputy Patrick Ficke pulling over a car that had been driving erratically. Well, he noticed that the driver's daughter was choking. He called 911 and then started the infant Heimlich maneuver and got the baby to cough up the Cheeto that she was choking on. Well, she's okay now, and Deputy Ficke says he's glad he was there at the right time. Surgeries across the country are now being delayed because of the severe blood shortage. We'll look at what's behind this growing national crisis tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.